I'm Jackie from Cape Town in South Africa. Andre from Brisbane. I'm Ben Wiley from Botswana. Jim Panton from Edinburgh in Scotland. I'm Lisa Breaknell from Christchurch, New Zealand. Nick Kidinji from Nairobi, Kenya. I'm Viggy from Tel Aviv in Israel. I'm Andy from Vancouver, Canada. This is Harish from Bangalore in India. I'm Brigitte Seiberstein from Frucht, the Netherlands. I'm Dougie Nisbet from Durham in the UK. And you're listening to Run with Coach Parry. Welcome back on to another edition of Run with Coach Perry. I'm Brad Brown, and we've got a jam-packed show for you today. Uh, we are heading to Australia to catch up with uh, our next guest. He's a member of the Coach Perry Online Training Club, uh, and uh, yeah, training for another comrades coming up in just a, a few months' time. I'm talking about Trevor Smith. Uh, we'll be doing a bit of a, a fly-on-the-wall coaching session with him and Coach Marcus uh, on today's episode. We're also going to hear from Lindsay a little bit later on as well. Uh, and I've got some exciting news to share. How cool is this? So if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that we've been teaming up with Biogen. Uh, and we've been helping Hobbo, James uh, Hobbo Hobson, to get to Ironman 70.3 in Durban, which is happening in June this year. Uh, and it's been a long-term project, and uh, Hobbo's been working like an absolute Trojan. Uh, and he's hit uh, a couple of big milestones this week, which uh, I will, or the coach will share with you a little bit later on. He did a, a quick recording with Hobbo, uh, I think it was yesterday morning. Uh, one of them, I can tell you, is Hobbo has lost 20 kilograms. I mean, that's phenomenal. That's half a Backstreet Boy. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he's just absolutely going like a Boeing. So he's hit three uh, big milestones this week. That's one of them. So make sure you listen towards the end of the podcast. You'll find out the others. We'll also announce our next winner in the Biogen Journey competition. Part of this whole thing we're doing with Hobbo is we want to help as many people as we can along the way. So every single week we've teamed up with Biogen. They're giving away a Biogen hamper. And we're giving away three months' access to the Coach Perry Online Training Club. Uh, and we've got our next winner. If you'd like to enter, all you have to do is use the hashtag Biogen Journey on social media. I'll tell you more a little bit about it uh, later on in the podcast as well. Uh, and then we have got one of the coolest stories to share. Uh, it popped up in our success forum, uh, in the forums on that training platform uh, this week as well, uh, which is weird because it's actually relating to almost a year ago. But uh, yeah, it's definitely something worth sharing. And I'll tell you all about that a little bit later on as well. But uh, let's catch up with Trevor and Marcus and, uh, and let's build up towards Comrades 2019. Trevor, welcome. Yeah, thanks, Brad. I'm glad to be here. Not nice to have you. We, a lot of the podcasts we do, obviously, there's lots of South Africans on because that's where we're based, but uh, that's not a South African accent that's been transplanted in Australia. You have fed Dinkum Aussie. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm not um, scratch me if I'm a South African. That's true. I'm, uh, you can tell the, uh, the Queensland twang. I'm a, I'm a definite Aussie all no, the way through. No doubt about it. So what's the attraction with running in South Africa? Oh well, it's there's only one one reason to go, Brad, and that's uh, comrades. I was going to say it's not our so, rugby team, is it? It's uh, there's something else. Oh well, well, we'll go anywhere to get a hiding. There's no um no no problems with that. Um, we we don't have to. We can save the airfare though. Uh, the way we're going, the Pacific Islands will probably um probably do us. Yeah, we won't we won't talk any rugby or any cricket. Cricket's yeah. probably even worse than your rugby at the moment, but we're not yeah, going to touch on um, that. Our expectations in that sport are a bit higher, but. Are not being met. Yeah, but, so, yeah, that's not going well either. No, we're not going to um, go there. Let's talk. The, uh, let's talk your love we're of in the quarters of the Asian Cup. It's <laughs> going all right so far. Just absolutely. Yeah, yeah, comrades. So um, there was oh, when I started running. I guess um, reading on online forums and stuff, people were talking about it, and it just 
just the story, you know, it's just this amazing story of this race and it, it just captivates you. And I, I guess um, when you think about it, it's that brutal cutoff probably that, that attracts, even though it's, I mean, it's very nasty, but um, it's just the challenge, I guess. You think, wouldn't it be awesome to run that and even more awesome to actually finish? So, so that was the attraction for me. And uh, yeah, and, yeah, Trevor, it's an interesting one, and I've said this before on the podcast too, that for us here in South Africa, most of us, like my generation, grew up around the race. Like, I grew up as a youngster in the Bruce Fordyce era. My dad was running Comrades, and Bruce was winning, uh, and it was just part of, of what we did at that time as well because of, of uh, what was going on in South Africa politically. We didn't have access to international sport, so that was it. We used to, we always joke, we used to watch Miss South Africa on TV because that's all we could get, and Comrades, that was, uh, that was yeah. it. So, for us, it's normal. It's like, you know what? 89Ks or 86Ks on the uprun, it's, yeah, everyone does it. Like, why wouldn't you? But coming from outside of South Africa, and, and if you talk to people, you go 86 kilometers or, or, or 56 miles, people think you're crazy. And, and I know the numbers in Australia. I mean, marathon running is pretty big. There's a big marathon in, in Melbourne. Sydney's got a big marathon. But as soon as you take that step, over 42 k's or 26 miles the numbers drop off significantly and i'm sure you you experience that if you tell runners who don't know anything about comrades that you're training for this crazy race in south africa they must think you're mad they do <laughs> well i normally think you're mad even to run a marathon to be to be honest but that is much more popular i mean ultras you whack a couple of zeros off the numbers of people that do uh, do marathons for i mean there's a hardcore ultra culture here but it, it's all trails and it's it's very small it's growing but you know the the big races might get two three hundred i suppose for doing the um the ultra distances yeah it's nothing like you're seeing at comrades yeah i mean it's crazy and 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 comrades is obviously a big one and you're talking a couple of hundred maybe 300 people running an ultra but our our sort of like normal run-of-the-mill ugly smelly stinky ultra in the middle of nowhere gets a a few thousand Uh, i mean it's and then you take on the big ones like comrades and two oceans and you you're getting in the tens of thousands i mean it's it's crazy your attraction to the long stuff how, how did that come about well, I um, can't run very fast, Brad. So the further it goes, the more chance I've got. <laughs> um, but there aren't races long enough. Um, uh, I um, I guess, um, yeah. In all seriousness, that is part of it. As um, you know, one of the uh, coaches here says that you know, and I think he's right. If if you if you can, you'd run a hundred. You'd run the hundred meters and, and win. You know, you'd um, say bolt, win the gold medal. But when you can't do that, you keep stepping out, stepping out, stepping out. So part of that was as a young, um, as a teenager, I always thought I had a bit more chance in things that were a, a bit longer. I'm um, not that I was any good, but at least I wasn't quite as bad. Might be a better way of putting it. And um, and then um, growing up, um, Robert De Costello was the man. You know, um, world record holder. Um, uh, in his for a short couple of years there. He was the number one marathoner in the world and I was at a very impressive, impressionable age and he um, great win in the 82 Commonwealth Games in Brisbane in particular when I was I was young, um, I was a teenager in Queensland. So that was a big influence. So to be able to, when it dawned on me one day um, when I started running again, that... Uh, Maybe I could run a marathon myself. That was, you know, something that I thought was absolutely beyond me and it was just a wonderful thing to do. So 
I guess the inspiration from particularly him, but uh, others that followed him as well. Like I love Mono it. Getty. I love that. And and training for ultras. I mean, you talk about those numbers dropping off, and training for a race like Comrades. We, I don't think South Africans realise how lucky we are that we've got the infrastructure and the support that we've got to train for a race like Comrades. But in a place like like Melbourne, even though it's this massive city and it's. Uh, you, once you start going beyond those sort of things, I don't want to say you're on your own, but the, the, the opportunities for long club training runs every weekend like we've got here don't exist uh, in, 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 in most places around the world outside of South Africa. How have you managed to, to deal with that? And, and, and what's been your sort of way to, to counteract not having what we've got here in South Africa to build us up towards comrades? Yes, so um, I... Um the um, park run phenomenon, really. Um, I'm not good, in, good at short answers, by the way. No, it's all um, good. But the park, the park run phenomenon took off here in Australia a few years ago, like it did over your way. And um, out of that, about three years ago, a running club was spawned out of my local park run, Diamond Creek Runners. So now, and it's this new thing we've got in Australia now, recreational running clubs, they call them. So previously, we've had athletic clubs, which were for people who were probably a bit more serious, um, a lot of track races. Um, not everyone who's in an athletics club is a fantastic runner. There's a lot of um, people who are just, you know, giving it their best shot, but um, not fantastic times. But even so, at those clubs, you still have like the Olympians are in those athletic clubs. So there is certainly elite athletes there. And... Um, so the recreational running club was formed locally. Um, I, my running buddies at all that I had through work had all split off different ways. Um, I was looking for some new people to run with, so I joined them, and we're now the biggest recreational running club in Victoria with 500 members. And I mean, a lot of those are 5K specialists, but even so, there's still a number of people who aren't. So out of that group, I've got a group of, of core friends and whatnot, and there's generally some of those are various levels of sanity and you can normally find someone who wants to do something stupid without much encouraging so a couple of beers and and it's done yeah that's right that's right well that's that's right a couple of drinks and they've signed up for a 56k race and i have to tell their wives the next day so i mean one of the things in in oz as well is, is there's some great people that are involved with comrades from from australia and, and i think of of digger obviously the work that yep. digger's done and and anybody in australia who runs knows digger it's just one of those things yep. and and particularly when they run comrades i mean you just see the numbers of of aussies that come over to run and and digger's got a lot to do with that and and i know he organizes a lot of things too so it's growing it's definitely growing in australia and and the support is is getting there mm, absolutely yeah and when i did contact digger when um I, um, the opportunity to come up um, for me to do it because it, I mean, it's, uh, I know it's a big deal for a lot of South Africans, it's a reasonable sized country, so not everyone, it's, it's easy for them to get to, but it's obviously, it's an order of magnitude for me. Yeah. And uh, it's, uh, it's just the time, time off work, time away from the family, um, financial cost. Uh, so everything's got to be together to go. And then you probably, you don't want to. You you don't want to fail. Obviously, no one wants to fail anyway. But if you live in Durban, you can say, "Okay, well, gee, it didn't work out next this year. year, but I'll have an I'll have another crack next exactly, year." Yeah. Whereas, if you're coming from Australia, you you really, I mean, that can the reality is that can still happen. But you want the percentages for that to be pretty low to do it. So you've got to get all your ducks in a row. So. Um, 
yeah, you need to be well organised to come over and do it. So yeah. Digger, I spoke to Digger. Um, there's at my running club. There's a couple of other people who run it, and I spoke to them um, and did. I'd done all my research, yeah. so yeah. I knew as much as I could before I started. You knew what you were getting into. I, I say Digger. For those who don't know Digger, it's Bruce Hargreaves. He's the Australian ambassador for, for Comrades. And, uh, yeah, you can look him up on Facebook. He's very active. He's in the Aussie Facebook group as well. If you are thinking about this, listening to it in Australia and you want to find out more, uh, you can chat to us, Coach Perry, or you can chat to, to Digger. Digger will definitely be able to help you out. But you've you've been sort of part of what we do at Coach Perry for, for the last few months and have taken it really seriously. You, you joined and then you decided, you know what, I want to, I want to t- step this thing up and you've been working with Marcus sort of one-on-one as well and, and Marcus is with us as well. I, I've got a mind like a goldfish. I can't remember if we introduced him at the start of the show or not. Uh, Marcus? No, we, we haven't. No, no one knows he's there, although hopefully they do now. How's it, Marcus? Nice to have you on. Jesus, thanks, Brad. I was just uh, about to get the popcorn out. <laughs> so we were having a, a lovely little yak. Uh, I mean, I can I can chat to Trevor for, forever. Marcus, you've been working with Trevor for for a while now, and uh, obviously the build up continues to to comrades. Your your sort of initial thoughts on on working with Trevor, and you, you you're going to have to be nice because he is is paying part of your salary. So uh, <laughs> he's a great guy, uh, and 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 working hard. I'm sure. Yeah, so so um, I must say I really appreciate um, Trevor's um, love for running. Um, uh, where, well, it was it was very evident since, since our first conversation that he's really passionate about running. It really it's something that floats its boat. And um, like he said, he might not be the fastest, but you'll you'll get from point A to point B, and you'll enjoy it. And and to me, that's what the core. To me, that's what sports about. If you don't enjoy it, then rather not do it. Because um, if you're doing it for other people to see what you're doing, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. And if you're enjoying it, keep on doing because it it's going to put a smile on your face for as long as you do it. Absolutely, Trevor. I know you're working closely with Marcus, and you chat to him pretty much weekly. What What are you sort of working on at the moment? What are you struggling with at the moment? Um. Well, um, I, I guess the, I'm just getting used to uh, training with power. So, Marcus, that's uh, one of the big things that he's talking about and uh, haven't done that before. So, if you say heart rate or feel, that's something I'm quite used to. So, um, training with power, I do need to keep an eye on what it actually is and um, because I'm, I don't instinctively know. I'm, I'm getting better, but that that's one of the challenges. Um, and just some of the... Um, the little logistical things, I suppose, you know, like um, um, hill repeats, trying to find the right the right um, gradient of a hill uh, close to where I am for the session. Um, you know, that's that's just really simple stuff. You're crossing your T's, dotting your eyes, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm working through that, doing my research and finding the right spots or a better spot because the one I've just done wasn't. It looks. The hill looked bigger at my first guess than what it turned out to be. But anyway, um, and then not getting, not reaching the power on on those that hill session when I looked at it and thought, gee, I haven't hit the numbers there. Um, I wonder why that is. But um, yeah, I mean, looking looking at Marcus, let me bring you in here. The, the way the way Trevor's been, or, or let me ask you this question first, and then ask Marcus. Trevor, prior to joining us with Coach Perry, had you followed like a real structured training program, or were you one of those guys that you know? It's wing it as much as we can. How do I feel today? Cool, I'm ready for a 15k run. Or, I mean, how have you done it in the past? Yeah, I'm somewhere in between those two. I've um, I've done it pretty. Oh, I guess I started looking at other people's programs, but I've been running long enough and done enough reading to put put my own ones together. But I I um, 
So I'd have a plan, but I'd treat that as an outline. And then um, depending on how I, how I was feeling on the day would depend on what I did. But I probably looking, looking at some of the things I'd put together in the past, I, I was probably a bit too ambitious. Like, as I said, I keep saying to people when I've done very stupid things that haven't turned out very well, I forgot how old I was. And um, like, um, you know, a seven-day-week program, which I've done, um, doesn't suit a guy who's 50 years old. You know, it's it's just too hard. And so you end up, there's so many sessions, uh, recovery and easy sessions, because you just can't do anything else because you, you bug it. Whereas you could do a bit more quality if you actually had some more rest days. And flogging yourself, you think, well, this is doing good, even though it's hurting. It's, it's not actually. <laughs> a bit more rest is probably helpful. So um, anyway, that's how I did it. I would have a plan, but then I'd, I'd go on how I was feeling and, and adjust it. So, so why the step up to something a lot more formal like you like you've done with us and and with Marcus? Oh, well, it's pretty um, pretty straightforward. Um, so last year I um, I trained pretty hard and I went over and ran the the down run and um, I worked hard the whole day and had a whole uh, three minutes left when I came into the finish line, which is fantastic. Got my medal. Um, it wasn't a a barrel of laughs to do that. I certainly had to dig deep. Um, so the uprun's got a reputation as taking you a little bit longer, even if it is a bit easier on the body. And I thought, well, if you just rock up to saying next year, mate, you're going to come home empty-handed. So that's that's not the idea. So I come with the three. I thought about that, and I thought, well, three things I can do. Um, I was carrying a few extra kilos, so I thought, well, I better, if I can lose some weight, that'll help. Um, then um, I felt um, I went in, I started the race, I was feeling tired, and I thought I probably buggered my training, um, done a bit too much. I think, well, if I get a coach that knows, knows the race and knows, um, um, you know, all the stuff you need to know about running and training, that'll that'll really help. And um, then I thought if I get a charity entry, that'll um, Put some press me up and <laughs> will save me a few minutes. I mean, when you're talking, um, you know, it's a, it's a, I mean, you know yourself, I'm sure, yeah. with your, your similar athletic prowess to me, uh, a minute here, a minute there, they all add up. And if I can save 10 or 15 minutes because um, I'm not as far back in the field, it'll, it might be the difference in um, getting a medal or getting the medal I want. And uh, so I did that. Then I thought a bit more and I thought, well, I, if I can improve my strength training, um, that'll help. And, uh, and there was something else that came to mind after that. But anyway, they were the first three that, uh, that I came up with. And a um, big part of that was, I mean, I could get a coach here in Oz, but Comrades is a unique race. And I wanted to talk to people who knew the race. And I mean, that's you guys. Here I am. Well, Marcus, like on that training, and, and Trevor, you can jump in here as well. Feel free. How's, how's Trevor been sort of reacting to the coaching and, and, and responding to, to the work that you've been giving him? Trevor, are you, you feeling comfortable with it? Are you seeing any, any sort of improvement? Well, we're really um, just getting started, Brad. So um, I'm just trying to get through my sessions and don't get cooked and, and deal with I mean, life uh, – Life doesn't stop, you know, so I've still got all the 
the dramas of work and trying to, you know, and family life and, and keep all that going and, and fit the training in. And we've got a heat wave here at the moment. So trying to fit my training in that and um, all that kind of stuff, you know, still tick the boxes. Um, but um, my, my running's been going better since I think the um, post comrades. And I think uh, a number of reasons for that, but I think uh, strength training I've been doing and uh, weight loss is uh, has helped the cause so um, i'm i'm happy where i am but we of course we've got a long way to go so we'll just work through it yeah i mean there's a long way to go to race day as well so there's lots of work to be done and lots of improvements to be made marcus your your sort of take on where trev is right now yeah so um my so the biggest thing for me um brad was and and trev ate the nail on the head was i think he did overcook it a bit when he um when he prepared for last year's event um so Yes, doesn't matter how you look at it. You're always going to have to train hard for comrades, but that doesn't mean you do not have to train smart as well. So um, we'll get to his question just now. Um, but definitely having a more structured, more um, thought-through process to follow. Um, you know, just take out all your guessing or, you know, all the guesswork out of the program. And um, like he said, we we actually just recently got started. He signed up for a once-off program. Um, I'd like to do mine slightly different. I like a bit more interaction than just chatting to them once and giving them a 16-week program. Um, so we actually had a chat earlier in the week, and I gave him a 12-week upfront or 12-week program after numerous um, chats that we had on Skype and WhatsApp. Um, so, um, yeah, it's definitely the beginning of, of, of a long road ahead. But um, if, he, if he did follow the program and, yeah, there's some growing – um, you know, or pains, uh, if I can call it that, um, you know, finding the right gradient heel. And um, like I said, we'll get to his question just now. Um, it's definitely, he's definitely on the right um, way, well, right road ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, you talk about overtraining, and, and I say this all the time as well. The worst place to find out you've overtrained for comrades is 70Ks in. That, that's, you, you, don't want, you don't want to be there, and that's what happens. Yeah. You, you feel great going into the race, and you only find out you've overtrained once on the uprun. I mean, if it happens at the top of both Azil, you're in all sorts of trouble. But if it happens at the top of Inchanga, that's, you don't want that to happen. And, and so often we see it. Guys think, oh, you've got to put in hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Ks. Uh, and like I said, you find out, you find out then, and that's not the place to find out. Trevor, questions? Let's let's get you some some sort of direct help. What you, I know you've you've brought a couple, and uh, it's time to use and abuse, Marcus. Yeah, sure. Well, I'll start um, <clears throat> the strength training question. So I was doing uh, Shona's uh, beginner's strength training mainly because I did strength work uh, last year, but not a you know just a few things I'd hobbled together. Well, it was far from comprehensive, and. Um, to be more rounded, I thought I'd start with the beginner program so that I'd have a you know, balanced thing. But I've kind of done that. Um, I was thinking for comrades, what should I be doing? Should I do the next level up or what What are you recommending that I, that I do? Uh, thanks for the question, Trevor. So, so there's a few things to take into account. So obviously you mentioned it yourself. This is her beginner program. So I know she has different levels of, of intensities or different um, levels of, uh, of difficulty. So my suggestion would be is if you, when you, or when you do get to a place where you feel that the program that you're currently following is getting too easy, then we'll, we can get in touch with Shona. She can put you on the next level. We can even add a second gym day. Um, you know, so, so gymming for me or strength, strength training isn't just about developing strength in your legs for a race like comrades it's it's twofold so yes it's about developing strength in your legs but it's also about you know, uh, injury prevention it's about uh, 
helping your legs to cope with the load and not not injuring yourself in the process. Sure. Well, makes sense. Yeah, uh, and and just if I can add in there as well, I know Shona's got the on the training platform for for those of you who are listening who are not quite sure we're talking about those those strength programs. She's got the different levels, so there's beginner, intermediate, advanced, and then there's one uh, and two day programs. So uh, yeah, I think you start at the right place, but I think it, it sounds like it's definitely time to move yeah. up. And I'd suggest pop that question yeah. in the forum. Uh, tell tell Shona what you want to do, and and she'll be able to to suggest something, and it'll definitely definitely get you up and uh, and and onto the next sort of program. Next question that you you got. Um, so, um, uh, I'm trying, oh, great for the long runs, gradients. So I've, um, I've always assumed you should try and target something vaguely similar to what the race is going to be. So I'll, you know, something between two and two and a half, um, for that. Um, is that, is that what you think I should be doing or, or something different or what's the thoughts? So, uh, Trevor, for me, uh, especially for, for preparing for a race like, uh, like the uprun, I, I wouldn't say, you know, specifically go and look for hills that, that's at, a, at the perfect gradient. Um, but you can certainly go for runs in hilly areas. That'll definitely help you. Um, once again, you are training on power. So, um, so you'll adapt your, your intensity or the workload, um, that you, that you run at or, or the intensity that you run at, um, based on your power reading. But for me, it's 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 about just running where you can mostly. And if you do, if you are in a hilly area, brilliant. If you can run to a hilly yeah. area, just as well. Um, but you don't need to run at a specific gradient because I can tell you what Fields Hill is totally different to some of the other hills. It's it's long, it's never ending, oh. and it's at a certain gradient to 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 many other hills in in the race. Um, especially also, um, you know, when you're doing your long run. Uh, doing heels towards the end of your long run might also just um, help you. Uh, four heels like little pollies and pollies. I mean, it, it's super tough when you get there and um, and you haven't done some form of heel simulation. So it's a, it's a really valid point you're making. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, oh, and, sorry, Trevor, if I can just add in there too as well. You might have a hill in Australia or in Melbourne that's two or three degrees. Or, or I mean, I don't even know what the gradients are of, of Fields Hill or, or Polly's. But the cumulative effect, just because a hill is two degrees at, yes. at eight hours into a comrades, two degrees doesn't feel like two degrees. Uh, it's, it's one of those things. And, and yeah, as, if you can do lots of them, it's definitely going to help you as well. Yeah, no, no that's right, Brad. Um, even though the comrades, the hill's on it. No, there's nothing too dramatic on there, but it's the cumulative effect yeah. that's the issue. But we don't have a fields equivalent here anyway. We don't have we don't have hills that are big enough. But Trevor, <laughs> at, at our at our level, we walk up it anyway, so it doesn't really make a difference. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, but that's um, and all you know, practicing the walking is, yeah. is part of it. Yeah, um, I've always said there's no hill that's never been walked up, and I'm not scared of walking up hills, so that's mm. that's fine. Okay, so the other question was, um, I've got a, a, some of the runs in there. I mean, most of the time, but there's a few that are distance, uh, 40 or 50K. And uh, it just, um, a lot of the longer stuff we tend to do on trail. So I guess it's more fun, to, to, to be honest. But uh, um, trails, of course, they are a lot harder. So um, I'm mindful that 40K on the trail is not 40 on a road. So should I be looking at reducing some of those distances to... Um, to count for that and if I'm going to um, how much should I reduce them by it, Trevor um, yeah it's tricky uh, because trail running is um, put it this way okay 
when you when you prepare for comrades, it's it's really not it's not frowned upon when you take a, a, a like a, a apply the walk run, run walk strategy. Um, same thing with with trail running. It's it's not frowned upon. Not that it's really in comrades, but um, it's more normal to walk at a, on a certain trail section um, as it is for on a road run. If I, you know, if if I'm explaining correctly. So uh, you know, just going going to your actual question, where um, you say you know some of my runs are based on time versus um, uh, distance. There's certain runs that I'd really like you to do where you need to cover the distance. That's very yep. very important. Yep. Um, you know the. There also be it, it really depends on, on on athlete to athlete. So some of my athletes in your case, I'll I'll do most runs on time and then some only on distance. But on my really really fast runners, I'll only give them in uh, or I'll only give them in certain distances to run. Because if I give them a three hour run, they'll probably run in excess of thirty eight to forty two kilometers, and and that shouldn't be that well. That's that's not the goal of the exercise either. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably do that. Run about 40, 40k in three hours too, Marcus. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So um, okay, so that, so those ones you've given me distances on, you'd really you'd prefer that I try and do a, a road um, or a um, proper paved, or you know something that's not a gnarly trail. For those, yeah. So, so the so the other thing is the the impact uh, or the difference on impact on your on your actual your leg your lower legs your feet um, all those things. Trail is much softer than running on tarmac, and and that's also something that you need to get used to. In my first up run, I cannot tell you how sore my feet were with ten k's to go. It was it was excruciatingly painful, um, and only in my second comrades. You know, slowly but surely, over the years of preparing and doing long runs and and, and accumulative mileage, did my feet start getting used to the, the impact of running on the road. So for me, that's important. Um, you know, so there needs to be a certain percentage done on on a harder surface, just to just to not uh, you know run into some difficulty come race there. Yeah, you know, there definitely will be, but um, it's getting the getting the mix right for me, and the, the, I guess the boredom factor, some of the the roads and paved surfaces often that's the least interesting places, but um, I'll, I'll work through it and work it out. No, no, I couldn't agree with you more. I couldn't agree with you more. But um, so, so I mean, for me, just because it's on trail doesn't mean it needs to be. Um, you need to shorten the distance. Um, Time-wise, I mean, if you whether you run twelve kilometers on trail or you run eighteen kilometers on the on on the road um, in a certain time, to me that it's not the end of the world. But there needs to be a, a healthy mix between running on the trail and running on the road. Yeah. And like I said, for the for the runs on your program, that's that's specified to do a certain uh, mileage in that specific run. Then you know, if you can, that'll that'll obviously be the best sure. option. Oh, yeah, nice. and that's a great question as well, Trevor. We on last week's podcast, uh, we spoke to Lindsay and I caught up with Sean Simpson, and he had exactly the same question. He travels out a lot and and gets to run a lot of trail, and and he was asking the same sort of thing. So so if you go back and listen to that one, if you haven't listened to it yet, uh, that that'll definitely give you a, a lot more sort of insights as well. Like Lindsay was saying there too, your it's soft on the body, like Marcus says, but your risk for acute injury is a lot higher, rolling an ankle or, or something like that. So that's where you've you've got to be careful of, and, and also the ups tend to be a lot steeper, the downs tend to be a lot steeper. So the damage you do on the muscles, uh, as much as the climbing and that helps, you just got to be careful that you're recovering properly from from those sort of runs as well, uh, immediately straight afterwards. But yeah, there's lots of lots of great info in that podcast as well. 
Uh, cool. Makes sense. No worries. Any any other questions? Um, I guess one one without notice. I've um like I've got some travel coming up, so um I I'm thinking of doing some magic switcheroos with the the program just to fit in. Like we've got um Monday's public holiday for um for Australia Day. I don't think we've got around to convincing you guys to celebrate that yet. <laughs> uh, so um and um. Uh, and then I'm off to I'm off to New Zealand in the afternoon, um, so it's probably it's easier for me to go for Monday's a rest day. But I'm thinking I, if I run Monday and then I rest Tuesday, um, and then um, you know do some because I and I'm back Wednesday night, so you know and then maybe do something Wednesday morning and then come back and do something Thursday just to shuffle things around. I presume that's not a big deal. Too, um, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. As long as you, as long as one is fresh before you do a speed session. In, in your case, you're busy with a heel block. Um, as long as, as, as you don't, you know, start your session exhausted. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Makes sense. Cool. Trevor, it's been great catching up. We love having you in the in the forums and in the the Coach Barry community. It's uh, yeah, we we love having you around and really do appreciate you. So yeah, we're looking forward to to following your progress and see how you go in the build up to comrades. And yeah, we make sure that you go home with that back to back. That's the plan. Sounds great. It's going to happen. Thanks, guys. We've got to speak it into existence. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, that's that's the plan. And um, um, so yeah, yeah, it's. It's the plan, so it's got to happen. Absolutely. Well, Trevor, it's been it's been great, uh, and yeah, I'm sure we'll touch base before before you you head out to South Africa. But uh, yeah, good luck. All right, thanks, guys. Um, well, it's really good. Love that chat with Trevor, and I, I just yeah, I, I love the the sort of reach that we have here at Coach Perry and what we're trying to do and uh, around the world. So if you're listening to this podcast. I want to know where you are. Uh, if you wouldn't mind popping us on social media, you can use the hashtag Coach Perry, uh, or you can tag myself or Lindsay or Marcus. Uh, I'm pretty easy to find. It's at Big Brad Brown. Uh, Lindsay's at Lindsay Perry ZA, or you can uh, use the Ask Coach Perry. Uh, Twitter handle as well. You can find us at Ask Coach Perry. Uh, pop a photo of where you're listening to this podcast. If you're driving, don't do this, okay? This isn't the time to do this. Uh, but pop a photo of where you're listening to this podcast. And uh, yeah, I'd love to sort of see the reach and how many countries we can get tagged this week. Uh, yeah, it's just amazing to me that uh, I record this from my little studio down in Cape Town. Lindsay's up in Joburg. Uh, Trevor was in Australia. Uh, and we head all over the show. Hobbo uh, is in Joburg and he's training hard. And I mentioned at the top of the podcast that he is uh, smashing milestones left, right, and center. He's 20 kilograms lighter than he was when we started working with him uh, probably, I'm guessing, about six months ago. Uh, and he is absolutely flying. He's hit another two milestones this week as well. You'll hear about them uh, in this little chat that Lindsay had with him. Uh, he's coaching chat this week. And uh, yeah, hopefully you can take some inspiration if you'd like uh, some help as well. All you have to do is use the hashtag BiogenJourney uh, on social media. We'll pick it up. Tell us what you're training for, what you need help with. Uh, and you could be winning three months access to the Coach Perry Training Club where you get access to over 80 training programs. Programs. You get access to our entire coaching staff uh, in the forums, live Q&A calls, and a whole lot more as well. So uh, make sure that you do uh, use that hashtag, Biogen Journey, and we could pick you as a winner. And then straight after this, I'll announce this week's winner. And if you use that hashtag, it could be you. All right, Hobber. So uh, last week was a pretty good um, training week. You got in most of your sessions. Um Okay, and Saturday did you did you join your your polo match? Yeah, ended up having a bit of a roll. 
otherwise as well. Okay, good. Okay, and um, but no, no golf on Saturday. No golf Saturday. No, um, obviously rained out as well. So, uh, of course, yeah. Sorry, I thought you were just taking this whole seventy point three thing just too seriously now. Um, no, <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> but it was good. It rested the legs for rested the legs for Sunday. Yes, and you did a, and 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 that's where I want to go to next is that that was really a, a, a great effort, easily your best cycling effort, and yeah, you know to to ride um, 115k's at pretty close to 25k's an hour. Um, that really is a it's a significant jump, and I think that's really part of it. Obviously, is the is the consistency of training, but I think the other part is it, of it is this kind of concept of you really trying to be more purposeful in your execution on the bike. Um, and of course, another part of it is is actually the physical weight loss is going to make it easier and easier to ride over 25Ks an hour. So I know you, I was tongue-in-cheek telling you we're going to, Hit that bike course in 30 k's an hour in uh, yeah. Durban, but but quite honestly, we're probably going to hit it between 27, 28, and possibly 30 k's an hour. It really was a, a this was a good ride with with some pretty some pretty hectic climbs in it. So how did how did the climbs go? Yeah, fine. I I mean I didn't think they were too hectic, but I I definitely think the elements that, that we've been working on, like the the intervals, I think definitely help. And I think the, the like the squats and the strength side of it, I think my legs feel stronger, you okay. know, like in the beginning it was, it was my legs giving in, you know, where, yes. where I never had that. Okay, I cramped after like 80 Ks. I started having a bit of cramp and stuff, but it was never where I was pushing and then my legs would, would just, you know, my legs never seized up okay. as, as such, you know. Okay, cool. So, well, that's yeah. I think it's I think it's the stuff that we we have been doing, and and maybe the mountain biking also helps. You know, look, and I'm certain that the cradle rides will will help a lot. So I I think I think all all the elements are are coming together, um, and hopefully there'll also be some good crossover from the strength training and the squats in in your running. Um, how were how were your run walks this week? Yeah, good. Um, so I did my best wondrous time trial on on Thursday. So forty four minutes, sub forty five. Yeah, and I'm feeling stronger, but I think now I need to sort of maybe look at getting doing more distance. Yeah, I know you put like for an hour, so I think it's you know the Tuesday run is always an hour, so that yes. that's like six k's now. But maybe look at also doing. I mean, I don't know. Maybe just do a few laps of the field, or or maybe look at. Jumping to the 8K now. I don't know. Yes, I, don't know no, I, I think so. And I mean, uh, in the short term, that'll probably be an hour, just over an hour for, for the 8K, um, probably close to an hour 15. But no, I think that is a, a, a very good call from here. Um, and we definitely need to start spending a little bit more time on, on the feet. Um, have, you had a, yeah. have you had a weigh in this week? Uh, yeah, so I'm at one ten point five, I think five or six this morning. Awesome. So almost under one. We are 
We are knocking on that door. That's cool. Yeah. That's yeah. very cool. So, uh, by the end of this week, it, sh- it should be there. That is awesome. Well done, Hobbo, man. I-, I saw that ride pop up on Strava on the weekend, and I was like, holy smokes, he's absolutely flying. Uh, yeah, big jumps. I mean, if we think about uh, towards the end of last year, uh, he was struggling on the bike, and to go and do over 100 Ks is uh, phenomenal at 25, uh, 25 Ks an hour, which is awesome. Uh, the winner of that Biogen hashtag competition uh, up for grabs. Three months access to the Coach Perry training platform. It's worth 750 bucks plus a Biogen hamper as well. And uh, yeah, all we're asking you to do is use the hashtag Biogen Journey on the socials and make sure you tag Coach Perry as well. Hashtag Coach Perry and we could be making you a winner. It's as simple as that. And this week's winner who gets uh, three months access, uh, a very big congratulations going out uh, to, it is uh, Johan Duplessis. Uh, his Twitter or his Instagram uh, handle is at Chalk and Cheese. Uh, and yeah, he's uh, training hard. Johan, we need to talk about these pants, man. He posted, he said, fun, fun Sunday run. Posted a 20K run in two hours, 20. Uh, yeah, fantastic. Well done. Use the hashtag Biogen Journey. Use the hashtag Coach Perry. You are a winner, sir. We'll be in touch via the Instagram. And uh, yeah, we'll get uh, you access to the Coach Perry Training Club as well as uh, that hamper. We'll get it to you as well. Before I wrap things up, uh, a little bit more housekeeping. This coming Monday, we've got our next Comrades Marathon online training seminar. Uh, myself and the coach uh, are going to be on your chance to get in front of Lindsay and get the help you need to make sure you have a successful comrades uh, this year. If you'd like to register, just head over to coachparry.com forward slash webinar. That's where you can get all the details. And before I leave, I wanted to share this story out of our forums. Uh, and it was posted by Chris Binneman. Uh, Chris says, I purchased the sub four hour, four day week marathon training plan about this time last year, but didn't use it because I was almost halfway through the program I was on, which was a five day a week program with lots of interval training sessions, which I was using for the Brighton Marathon. To my surprise, the four day program purchased from Coach Perry had no interval training. So I was concerned about losing the speed, but I had been trying to break the four hour barrier for some time only to achieve 405 and 404 as the closest and then 401 at Brighton. I always found that from about 34 kilometers on, I had no ability to maintain a decent pace and would end up walking and running uh, every kilometer until the end. I had heard that the Cape Town Marathon was a good race to get a PB, so with nothing to lose, I gave this program a go. And I must tell you that uh, when I follow a program, I plan and execute to the last detail. So I started the program at the appropriate time, and to my surprise, at the start line, I felt fresh and injury-free, also not being injured during the program, which was new for me. I had a fantastic run, and the last two weeks before my 58th birthday, Birthday, I managed three hours 58. I was over the moon and had felt stronger and stronger from 34 kilometer onwards. Thank you for a fantastic program. Run slow to run fast has become my new mantra. Chris, I got goosebumps reading that, man. Uh, that's exactly why we do what we do here at Coach Perry. Uh, and if you're listening to this and uh, you need help with your running, l- let me just put it out there. And, and I'm going to be as blunt as this, that if you keep doing the same things over and over and over and expect different results, nothing is going to change. I think uh, Albert Einstein is quoted as saying that. Uh, that's the, the definition of insanity. The truth of the matter is, if you want to get great running results, you need to sell out to one coach and you need to do things 
if you've been doing the same thing over and over and it's not working, you need to try something else. Uh, and we've got a scientific proven plan uh, that will get you results. Definitely go and check it out. Head over to coachparry.com forward slash join. Chris, we love having you on the platform. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. It really made our day when we saw it uh, earlier in the week. And I wanted to share it with our listeners here uh, on Coach Perry as well. We think you're an absolute star. Well done uh, on that 358. Uh, yeah, two, two weeks before your 58th birthday, man. I can only wish. But well done. That is amazing. Uh, and if you want to find out more about what we're doing, that website to get to once again is coachparry.com forward slash join. Until next week uh, on the podcast, have yourself a good one. We'll catch up with you on the Comrades webinar on Monday night live. Uh, and yeah, we're looking forward to it. Until then, from myself, Brad, and the rest of the team here at Coach Parry, it's cheers. Cheers.